when we have a proper understanding of it, we realize that Jesus reconciled us back to the Father, and now we have well, now we have right standing with Him. But then also we have the Holy Spirit living in us, who's guiding us, who's sanctifying us, leading us into all truth. And so when you're in a tr- when you're in trouble on earth, you can pray to God, the Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Finding Common Ground where we talk about various issues and topics going on in the world but from a biblical perspective where we allow the word of God to be our standard. As always guys, thank you again for tuning in to another episode. Can't say enough how much the support means truly um, and also the feedback as well. You guys had a lot of uh, questions and uh, good things to say about last episode. Um, I did actually get a pretty good grade on it so thanks for the support and uh, sounds like I did a good job. But um, today's episode, I'm going to be going into a little more in depth and highlight some of the important things from last episode, but also, uh, like I said, go more in depth on some of those things that I mentioned. Uh, but real quick, just want to recap. So the reason we're talking about the Trinity again is how we view God impacts how we view the world and also those around us. And so it's matters. This again, the, how we understand God matters, how we understand uh, the world around us matters, because what we believe is going to influence our actions. Specifically, when it comes to the Trinity, one question I did have uh, was, why does the Trinity, if the Trinity is not salvational or salvific, why does it matter to uh, uh, believe? And there's two things I said to that. One is kind of disingenuous just to be like, oh, well, if my salvation isn't dependent upon it, then why bother? Well, one, because God revealed himself and that's how he has chosen to reveal himself. Um, that's who he is. So if you love that person, if you love someone, you're going to want to know who they are and uh, relate to them. But also the second thing I said was uh, when it comes to our understanding of God, that's also going to impact our relationship with him and how we know him and how we experience him. And so you want to have a full, complete understanding of God as best we can as um, limited, finite humans. God has revealed himself. And so we should strive to try to understand God as he has revealed himself. And we should also want to uh, know God as he has revealed himself. So that's kind of what I responded. So that's kind of why we're doing this. Um, again, I necess- I don't necessarily make the distinction as clear as other people do when it comes to um, the whole debate, Trinity versus oneness. I personally believe it is, uh, a, the, tr- the belief in the Trinity is something we come to understand and grow in. Um, I think God uh, works with where we're at. Uh, I think he, the Holy Spirit, will guide us into all truth. And yes, we should hold to the truth of the Trinity, but I don't necessarily think we need to be uh, beating it on the head of people as soon as they commit to God or convert to God. It's like, do you believe in the Trinity? Because um, I've heard it both ways. I've heard it like one pe- one side is like, if you don't get baptized and it's in like the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you're not truly saved. And the other one's like, oh, if you don't get baptized in the name of Jesus, you're not saved. It's like, all right, wait a minute. Now we're playing semantics. Now we're trying to make salvation based on the words you say and we're dividing when we're dividing the body but then we're also dividing uh jesus from the father it's like wait a minute god is triune (laughs) 
God is triune, and he is um, who we put our salvation in and don't need to pit the Father against the Son, against the Spirit, and vice versa. And so that's why I think we need to avoid both extremes and uh, also um, avoid the pitfall of making theological uh, precision uh, the uh, metric for righteousness. Like, obviously, we need to have right beliefs, but you don't want to make the person who has the right beliefs. It's not like you want to check off all the boxes. I believe this. I believe this. I believe this. And now I'm saved. It's like, wait a minute. It's about our relationship with God. And so you should strive. You should strive to have a, a proper understanding of God. But um, when it comes to the Trinity, personally, I could be wrong, but personally, um, when it comes to our salvation, I don't make that the first thing right off the bat. Because if we're honest, when we all came, there's always, uh, my professor here at school said, um, there's always going to be pieces left in the puzzle box at the end of the day. And so we need to have humility when we're discussing God because none of us have it all right. And again, I believe in the Trinity. I'm not saying it's not important. I'm not saying... Um, who God is doesn't matter, but when you fall in the, uh, the pitfall of either side to try to make it like if you don't believe the X, Y, and Z, you're not really a Christian. Now, I'm talking about people that want to believe in God, love the Lord, love Jesus Christ, and uh, want to follow God. But like some people try to make it like if you don't understand X, Y, and Z perfectly, you're not going to be saved. It's like, wait a minute. Um, are we saved through right thinking or are we saved by the personal work of Jesus Christ? And so that's all I'm getting at with, uh, with that whole thing of the whole debate where I'm coming from and where I'm kind of situated at this current time and place. Um, that's just my opinion. Um, I believe currently, I'm not saying I'm perfect, just trying to be obedient, follow a God. And, uh, yeah, so let's get into today's episode. So how do we get the Trinity? Uh, a lot of people say, Oh, the word Trinity is not in the Bible. That's true. Um, it's not, but, uh, I think through our, through our Bible. So last episode, I gave you a lot of verses, uh, through our personal experience, which I'm going to talk about later on, these are things how we, this is how I believe we got to the Trinity through the Bible, through our personal experience, uh, through tradition. So looking at church father, early church fathers, looking at how they understood God, um, how they understood Jesus, the Father and the Holy Spirit and what uh, what they all said about him. And then also through the uh, revelation, through God's spirit, the Holy Spirit. And so um, those are the four things of how we got the Trinity. Um through the Bible, through our personal experience, through church tradition, and then also through the Holy Spirit. Um, one way I, that helps me talk about the Trinity is I start with Jesus. Uh, start with the person work of Jesus, just because a lot of religions have uh, Jesus in there somewhere. Um, a lot of whether the, they may not think he's God, but a lot of them well, most don't most don't think he's God or a God or whatever. There's a lot of different ideas about Jesus, and he's in a lot of different religions. So starting with him. I found has been a great segue into the Trinity, the gospel message, and also just uh, evangelism technique because a lot of people know who Jesus is. So then I emphasize uh, the fact that he was fully God and fully man. And um, I found that most people recognize God the Father at the very least. Um, it's usually when it comes to Jesus and the Holy Spirit that people have issues. Um, a lot of times when it comes to the Trinity or sometimes Jesus, people want to say he's made up, man-made. Um, by theologians, the Trinity is man-made by theologians, people with too much time on their hands. Uh, we, that's why I gave you a lot of verses in the last episode to kind of refute that idea, to kind of show that, hey, no, this is uh, something that is taught in the Bible. At the very least, you can see it. It's not like it's a figment of people's imagination. <coughs> Excuse me. And then the other objections we looked at is how can three, how can three persons be one God? Uh, that's when it comes to the composite unity, uh, the Hebrew word ehad. 
and then also Jesus and Islam, Mormon, Jehovah Witnesses. So Jesus addresses a lot of these uh, that claims against Christianity. So starting with Jesus, you can uh, address this whole idea of man-made, it being man-made. Uh, you can also address the whole idea of it being illogical. And then also you can address the idea of Jesus in different religions. And so that's kind of where I start. So I start with the four four ways we come. We got to the Trinity, Bible, experience, tradition, Holy Spirit. And also I start with uh, who Jesus was, uh, emphasizing that he's fully God and fully man, and then starting there. And so one another person had asked me, why does all what does all this mean? Why does this matter? Um, so I kind of wrote some bullet points for why I believe this matters. Um, aside from what I said in the last episode, one is it distinguishes us from other religions. One of the many ways Christianity is different uh, is when it comes to the Trinity. And so I'm going to compare it to different religions real quick, just so we can under, you can understand like how Christianity is different and why the Trinity distinguishes uh, Christianity from other religions. So Allah in Islam, they believe God is one singular. So they don't believe, uh, obviously, they don't believe in Trinity. They actually condemn the Trinity. Um, a lot in some of their passages in the Quran as well. But um, with, like I said, I think I said at the tail end of the last episode, when it comes to Allah in the Bible, he's singular by himself. Um, how can he be loving? So one of the main things about the God of the Bible is when there's the father loving the son who loves the spirit and they're all loving each other. Uh, then now you have a God who has before he created anything is infinitely, eternally, eternally loving. And so when you have a singular God like Allah, um, he needs his creation to be loving. So if he's by himself, um, he, the definition of love is when he's by himself, you don't call someone who loves himself love, <laughs> loving someone. You call that person either narcissist or selfish. And so the problem when it comes to Allah versus the Christian God is the Christian God can be eternally loving while Allah uh, has his love is dependent on having someone else to love, which is dependent on his creation. And so that would make him not infinitely loving. He's dependent upon his creation. And so Mormons, uh, in the terms of Trinity, in the Mormon context, um, they believe that they are of the same God. So they take let us make man in our image to mean literally. Um, and so they believe that they have they believe there's a saying is like as God was as God, as man is God once was. And so they have their own understanding of let's make God, let's make men our own image. They have their own way of interpreting that verse and then also believing that they will one day be God themselves. Now, they don't always necessarily tell you that right up front, but it's in there when you study their doctrine as well. And so the Trinity obviously is um, a staple in our beliefs, but in their understanding, they believe in the pantheon of gods um, when it comes to the uh when it comes to who God is and when it comes to how they relate to him. And so we obviously as Christians believe that God is God and we are humans. We are not the same. Uh, we will not one day become God, even in our understanding. Of, even when we get to heaven, we won't just become infinitely wisdom, infinitely knowledgeable and be all knowing. We won't become God, but we will grow in our knowledge of God. And so that is one way that, that Christianity is different than Mormons and why it matters when it comes to the Trinity. Um, and then the last one I wrote about was Jehovah Witnesses. So uh, <coughs> Jehovah Witnesses believe that God. So there, there is this John 1, 1 uh, when it comes to their uh, how they view God. So it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God. They'll have in theirs. If you go get the New World, I think it's New World Order translation. 
uh, theirs will have a little word that says in the beginning was a God. And now if you know anything about Greek, there is no um, indefinite article in Greek. And so this a is not only inconsistent with Greek, the Greek language itself, it's also um, not in the context and also just made up. And so it's there to fit their understanding of who Jesus is. Now, they believe that, again, they believe that he is divine, but they don't necessarily believe he is the same or equal to the father. And thus, uh, it's been called, titled or coined, the little God. Uh, Jesus is a little God. Um, and also relating to uh, polytheism as well. And so, again, this is how the Trinity applies to different world religions. So, again, I went, look, we looked at Islam, we looked at Mormons, we looked at Jehovah Witnesses. And uh, so, it distinguishes us from other religions. Another reason it matters is for our salvation. So I talked about in the last episode, if Jesus isn't God, then uh, we don't have a mediator. We don't have a uh, witness. We don't have a really an, any atonement for our sins. And we'd be condemned. To, we'd all be condemned to hell. And so the Trinity matters for our salvation because Jesus is reconciling us back to the Father and is the Holy Spirit who is doing the work. And so our salvation is contingent upon Jesus being God, because if he's not, then we have no atonement, we have no uh, mediator, and we're condemned. And so that's another reason why the Trinity matters. And then the last one is uh, for our walk with God in our day-to-day -day life. Now, I'm going to sit here for a little bit and talk about this um, just in my own walk with God. Uh, because when it came to the Trinity, I've always believed it, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it was weird. So, like, I believe in the Trinity, but I didn't know until I came to seminary, I didn't exactly know how it um like it manifested in my life or like how it how it impacted my relationship with him but so I kind of had got what God did with me is he had like kind of worked backwards and so I remember I watched this sermon on the Holy Spirit and how he is um a person and how he talks about and how he leads us into all truth I can't remember who the sermon was but I believe it might, might have been Michael Todd but it talked about how just basically how the Holy Spirit is our friend our comforter and how he is was sent by God by Jesus and the Father to uh, be our helper, be our comforter, and lead us into all truth. And so I think it was like 2020, I started praying to the Holy Spirit, uh, asking him to reveal things. So just in my quiet time, reading my Bible, I would pray for, pray to the Holy Spirit to give me understanding, pray, and just do different things like that. And so looking back, now that I like have a better understanding of the Trinity, it was that understanding of the Holy Spirit that really like transformed my relationship with God. So not only was I... Not only was God in heaven, but God was the Holy Spirit was also with me, guiding me along the process in my day to day life. And so when it comes to the Trinity, like you got to have the father who set the plan in motion, Jesus, who died on the cross. But then the Holy Spirit, Jesus is now in heaven. The Holy Spirit is God on earth. And uh, one of my friends said was saying is like no one has a problem with recognizing the father. Uh, and the Orthodox Christians recognize Jesus. But now it's like the Holy Spirit's turn to uh, be active on the earth and. Uh, we don't want to give him his day in the day in the sun or day in the spotlight. But it's like, no, the Holy Spirit is working on earth, working in the lives of Christians and uh, working to spread God's kingdom. And it wasn't until I had a it wasn't until I watched that sermon and God started opening my eyes to the work of the Holy Spirit in my own life. When my life went from uh, just I, I just became a lot more uh, focused on God, a lot more 
uh, I could relate to him what more is what I'm trying to say. My relationship grew when I had that understanding. And so when I got to seminary, I started learning about the Trinity more in depth. It was like, wow, I can definitely see how the Trinity, how specifically the Holy Spirit, having a proper understanding of the Holy Spirit's role in my life uh, is so essential and so critical. And so when it comes to the Trinity, we have to understand who God is, as God the Father is, who God the Son is, Jesus, and who the Spirit is and their role in our lives. And so um, just to wrap up here real quick, um, when it comes to our day to life, the last reason the Trinity matters is because um, when we have a proper understanding of it, we realize that Jesus reconciled us back to the Father. And now we have, well, now we have right standing with him. But then also we have the Holy Spirit living in us, who's guiding us, who's sanctifying us, leading us into all truth. And so when you're in a tr- when you're in trouble on earth, you can pray to God, the Father, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so they all work together. So when you're praying in the night, the Holy Spirit's interpreting for you. The Bible talks about how he interprets things and groans and moans that we can't understand. So you have the Holy Spirit inside you. You also have a mediator in heaven, Jesus, who's interceding on your behalf. And now he knows what we're going through. And the Father is the love. The Father, uh, plan and love for all of us is the reason all of this is possible. And so, when you have a robust understanding of the Trinity, who God is, and how He is active in the earth today, it only deepens your relationship with God. And so, that's kind of my spiel on why I believe the Trinity matters uh, when it comes to how we talk about it in the church. I definitely think we could do a lot better job um, emphasizing the. I don't want to say necessarily practical nature of it, but just one, we, we love God and this is how we believe he has revealed himself. So that's why it matters. And rather than always being like, oh, if you don't believe in training, you're not saved. It's like we got to allow people to grow. We got to allow pe- the Holy Spirit to do his job. We got to allow people to uh, not have all things all together all the time. Right thinking um, all the time in terms of right up front we got to allow people to grow we got to have humility we got to um uh, just let the holy spirit work in people's lives and just allow room for that um like i said i'm still growing in my understanding of the trinity as well and uh, we just need to understand that right thinking is not equated to righteousness um there's a lot of uh yeah that's i'm gonna just leave it at that Uh, i pray this was helpful um is like i said this is just where i'm at with the trinity um, why I believe it matters and why it distinguishes Christianity from other religions, but I may be a little different when it comes to uh, the whole debate. You know, um, I don't pick sides. I think personally, I think that God uses um, whoever He wants to get His will across. I believe they're in the Trinity. I think we err when it comes to the oneness Pentecostal side. I think they err when it comes to like, sometimes I hear wild things like, Oh, Jesus isn't the same as God. Jesus isn't equal to the father. He's less than, um, things of that nature. And it's like, well, okay. If you're saying Jesus is divine, but you're saying he's, he's less than the father. So you're saying he's a little God. Um, and then that, that would, it's just a lot of different, different things that don't make a lot of sense on that side of things. And then sometimes there's people who equate the Holy spirit, uh, as, uh, who try to prop up the Holy spirit, and a lot of times the issue is they're putting, it seems like they're pinning the father against Jesus, Jesus against the Holy Spirit. And they're trying to say which one matters most. It's like, they're no, they're all equal. They all deserve glory, praise and worship. They're all co-equal. They're all God. And I just leave it at there. And so sometimes I would say before you, before I wrap this up is 
we got to avoid the tendency to try to pit one against the other. Um, they're all equally God. They all serve their role. They all serve uh, a purpose. Um, same day, but there's all there's one will. But they all have their role. They're distinct from one another. Um, but again, they're one. And so rather than trying to pit them against each other, we should seek to uh, see how what what see how they're distinct, but also how they are also unified in their purpose, plan, and will. And so that's kind of what I want to leave with. Um, avoid the pitfalls of the extremes of either side. I believe in the Trinity, but I don't try to. I don't think it's the sign on the dotted line. You believe this, or else you're not saved. Uh, I think we need to allow people to grow into their understanding of who God is. But I also don't think that uh, the one is Pentecostal, where they say Jesus isn't God. I think that's sicky, tricky too. They're like, oh, Jesus is God. He's the Son of God. Well, all right. What does that actually mean, though? And so that's kind of what I'm saying. I know I'm rambling at this point, but uh hope this was helpful. Um going to pray, and that'll be it. So, Heavenly Father, I just thank you for today. Um, thank you for your spirit, God. Thank you for sending your son to die on the cross. And uh, thank you, Jesus, for uh, reconciling us back to the Father. Uh, when it comes to understanding who you are, God, We all, I, I understand that there's no one that has it all perfectly. But uh, thank you for revealing yourself to us. And I just always say you're perfectly capable of communicating who you are um, and making yourself known to us. And so we just thank you for that, God. Uh, we thank you for uh, who you are and how you revealed yourself to us. And I just pray that this is edifying uh, to those listening. God, I just thank you for um, this platform to speak about who you are. And I just uh, pray that uh, people hear my heart behind this um, and hear the need for unity in the body. And then also just uh, they have a desire, God, to know who you are, to know your word, to know to know you, how you how you have revealed yourself and uh, just to uh, understand the importance of you being triune, God, and what the implications are uh, are for that in our day to day life, in our salvation and also on uh, how we come to distinguish between false religions and the true religion, God. So I just thank you for who you are. Thank you for um, breath. Thank you for life. And uh, I pray for all those under the sound of my voice that uh, they stay blessed. Uh, they stay committed to you and that you um, stay committed to them as you always are. So I pray all this in Jesus mighty name. Amen. So that is it for today's episode, guys. Um, appreciate the support. Again, if you enjoyed this message, share it with your family and friends. Uh, that always helps. And I'll see you guys next episode. Peace.